keeping the law of God, this is not faith in Jesus Christ. A lot of people say, I want to keep the law. I want to do. But that's not what saves us, beloved. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Henry. I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. We are learning the Bible from Genesis to Revelation this year today. We're in Galatians 5. And as we study it in five minutes time, we'll talk about this whole meaning that Paul brings up with the church in Galatia. It's going to be very interesting. Ryan, what's going on? All right. Well, today Paul reminds us that the summation of the law is to love your neighbor as yourself. So we're going to take a closer look at that. All right. Very good. Look forward to that. Janice? Two things. Today is our fun-filled Friday question. I'm going to ask a question based anywhere from 2 Corinthians 1 to Galatians 6. And if you were watching the program yesterday, you know that we have a very special guest. And I'm going to share my segment with her today. You won't want to miss it. All right. Open up your Bibles and let's begin the study. Galatians 5, 1 through 10. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. As we continue to go through chapter 5 and 6 of the book of Galatians, Paul writes to the Galatian church, it is fascinating. Now, keep this in mind. There are many times in the New Testament when the churches fall out of favor with God and they delve into lies in the New Testament, the early church. Paul often challenges believers and confronts those who have fallen away from the faith with direct truth. That is what we see happening today as we study Galatians chapter 5. In fact, we hear Paul speak about the truth of Jesus Christ and the Christian liberty that we have in Christ. We learn how to serve and follow Christ, not the law, as the love of Christ has fulfilled the law. Even today, many are bound by thinking that we are saved through keeping the law. God's law doesn't save us. Only our loving commitment to Jesus Christ as Lord, fully God and fully man, keeps us safe from the ravages and the confinement of sin. When we follow Jesus Christ, we are no longer in darkness, but living in his light. 
Paul reminds us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that we should always keep ourselves close to the Lord through personally knowing Jesus Christ. Now, the stronger your relationship with Jesus Christ, the brighter his light shines through you, through your works, ways, words, and will. Now, that, that's faith working through love. And that's exactly what Paul means when he talks about this. Take your Bible guide and turn to today's passage as we get ready to discuss this and talk about it and listen to the Holy Spirit. And uh, as we do so, let me just say, if you don't have a Bible guide, you can call or write for yours or go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. And I want to say specifically today, thank you for people who have given and people who continue to give. That's how we're supported. And I just want to thank you because these are very difficult times that we live in right now. And to give in times like these uh, really requires you to have faith. And I want to thank you for doing that because that keeps us alive and we can continue teaching every day. But as we speak about Paul's truth and what he tells us of Jesus Christ, let us pray. Father, I ask in Jesus' name, and it's very hard for us to support what we think. We have to hear what you have told us, Lord, so that our hearts can change, so that your Holy Spirit can move us into the direction you want us to go in as we increase our steadfast devotion to you, Lord. This is what we pray and we thank you, Father, and be with those who are not believers in Jesus Christ who are watching right now. Touch them and help them to see you as well in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as we turn to the first passage of Scripture, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, that's the Jewish law, if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. Paul speaking to people who were Jewish in background. Keeping the law of God is not faith in Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that statement. Keeping the law of God is not faith in Jesus Christ. Knowing and trusting in Jesus Christ personally is our saving grace. Now let me explain. Paul's talking to the people that they need to understand their salvation and he says, well, some have come in and said, well, if you do this and do that, do this and do that, then that confirms your salvation. And Paul said, no, that's not it at all. You don't have to do anything by the law to become saved. You extend your heart to God and you say, Jesus, come into my heart, be the Lord of my life. And I'm going to try to turn away from sin. Help me to do that in Jesus name. That's what makes you true Christian, following Christ. You've got to follow God with your heart. Very interesting. Now in Galatians chapter 5 verse 4, here's what the Bible says. It is really interesting. You have become estranged from Christ. You have. You who attempt to be justified by the law. You have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness 
by faith. Righteousness means right, right with God. The hope of right with God by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. But faith working through love. Very important to remember that, beloved. Faith working through love is how Jesus Christ redeems and restores us. Our hope for salvation and rightness with God, before God, is in living by faith in the power of the Holy Spirit. Somebody said to me, what does that mean to live in the power of the Holy Spirit? You got to run around and speak in tongues all the time? That's not what he said. The Holy Spirit comes into us when we accept Jesus Christ as Lord. And if we give control over to him, then he begins to change our desires. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs, God gives you the desires of your heart because your heart's desires are changing. It's very important to remember that, okay? A lot of people see what they want and they say, well, I want that. That's my desire. Well, that's not what it means. Very, very interesting. Galatians chapter 5, verse 7 says, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Who did that? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. Now, Paul is being very specific here. We need to understand that how is it that we can be so easily tricked. And even today, if we do not know the Bible and pray, we can become easily lost. You know, the Bible is an amazing book. It's the world's best-selling book. Translated to more languages than many other books in the world, than any other book in the world. And let me tell you, it's probably the most neglected book. We need to read the Word of God on a daily basis, and, and we can help you. Write for our Bible guide. We send them new every month, new material, and we go through the Bible every year. But it's important that we get into the Word of God and understand what he said. Now, we don't do that for salvation. We've come to know the Lord, beloved. Salvation comes by us extending our heart with whatever we have, wherever we are, however we are, we come to the Lord and we say, Lord, come. Come and pray with me now. Say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died on the cross and miraculously you rose from the dead because you were Lord. I believe you paid the cost of my sin. Help me, Lord, to serve you from now on. Come into my heart and bring your Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' wonderful, glorious name. And this is what we pray. Amen. Hi, Rod Hembry. We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right, on your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there.
Well, it's time now to continue on with our study of the Bible. And the key passage I want to explore in today's reading is Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, in which Paul sums up the law in one command, which is that you should love your neighbor as yourself. Well, because the Mosaic law contains over 600 specific commands, many godly men throughout the Bible, including Paul, attempted to reduce the Mosaic law to its very essence. And it's this essence of the law which I'd like to try and bring to light today. So let's do that. It is during Israel's exodus from Egypt when God, with his own finger, inscribed two stone tablets with the Ten Commandments. Although these ten laws or statements are extremely important, these represent only a small portion of the entire law. In fact, the law which God gave to Moses, what we now call the Mosaic Law, contained 613 commands. 365 of these are negative, such as you shall not or do not, while 248 of them are positive. As any observant Jew, past or present, knows, following these 613 laws to the letter is virtually impossible. That's why men of God throughout the ages attempted to reduce, or better, to summarize the law. They sought to capture the very essence of that law. King David, for example, in Psalm 15, reduced the entire law to 11 commands. Later, Isaiah the prophet in chapter 33, verse 15, again reduced the law to six commands. Similarly, the prophet Micah in chapter 6, verse 8, reduced the law even further to just three commands. And the shepherd and fruit picker Amos, who was possibly the first of the prophets to put down his prophecies in writing, reduced the law to just two commands in chapter 5 of his book. And the prophet Habakkuk in chapter 2 reduced the law even further into just one command, the just shall live by faith. Also, James, the brother of Jesus, in chapter 1, verse 27 of his book, says that pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. However, the ultimate refinement and summation of the 613 laws comes from Jesus Christ himself, who reduces them to just two, the first of which is based upon Deuteronomy 6.5 and Leviticus 19.18, namely, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second Jesus said is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Jesus again refers to this golden rule in Matthew 7.12, saying, So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. Thus, the very essence of the 613 laws is to first love God and also to love neighbor. So fittingly, Jesus Christ sums up the essence of the law perfectly. He says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So first, we have to love God with all of our being, but it can't stop there. We have to also love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Remember what John said in 1 John chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from the Lord, that he who loves God must love his brother also. It's righteousness and justice, loving God and loving neighbor. 
You can't have one without the other. It's really true. You know, righteousness and justice is also what the Old Testament is all about when you begin to study the Bible. And Jesus comes and lives among us and he projects it and lives it. And, uh, you know, he says, love your enemies. I love all the people around you. But his definition of love is 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, where it, love never fails, the more excellent way, as Paul says it. It's very, very interesting. Very good, Ryan. Absolutely. Now, there's something else, Ryan, you wanted to mention that we have available on the website now. Yeah, well, uh, we've partnered with a third-party company, uh, and a lot of you have been asking about uh, stuff like this with our logo on it. Well, you can now get one for yourselves on our website. In fact, you can get mugs, but you can also get uh, shirts and hats and hoodies. There's all sorts of stuff there. So if that's the kind of stuff that interests you, you can definitely check that out. Yeah, I, I actually saw a water bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. One of those professional water bottles. And it had our logo on it. Yeah, awesome. it's very cool. And what's important for the viewers to know is that this is not from our bases here in Canada or the U.S. It's shipped directly. Your orders go directly to that third party. And... Um, it's, it's, it's a retail. So it's not donations, it's retail. So that's what we want you to know. It's going to be shipped from there to you. And uh, so that's just what we've done. Something very different to try it's going to out. Be very good. Very, very interesting. Um, Janice, we yes. have the question. We do have we the have question. Guest, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. We have a very special guest. All right. So here we go. And she can actually chime in. Well, introduce the and, guest you know, first. Well, all right. So yesterday, if you were watching, you got to see Robin's Rodney's sister, Robin. And um, Robin, maybe you can tell us a little bit about growing up with your brother here. I'm sure that people would be interested in knowing that. Well, but first let's ask a question. All right. So I guess I'm going to go to the question. All right. So here we are. And Robin, you can help Ryan and the viewers at home answer this question if you want to. All right. So here it is. Who was refreshed by the Corinthian church and brought joy to Paul with his message? Was that Timothy? Theophilus, or was it Titus? Hmm. Now, this is usually Ryan and Corey yeah. put on the spot. Corey's on maternity leave right now, so your Aunt Robin could pitch in if she wants to. Yeah, what to. do you think, Aunt Robin? I'm trying to th- remember. Timothy, Theophilus, what, what was the question? Or the Timothy, Theophilus, or Titus, hmm. who was refre- refreshed by the Corinthian <laughs> church and brought joy to Paul with his message. This is a tough one, unless you've just read this passage. Yeah, it is tough. What do you think, Ryan? Well, my gut is Titus. That's what my gut is. Timothy. Okay. Timothy. All right. Well, if you went with what Ryan said, you're absolutely right. Second Corinthians seven, verse 13. Therefore, we've been comforted in your comfort and we rejoiced exceedingly more for the joy of Titus because his spirit has been refreshed by you all. Just the details. The I details know. In the Bible. Well, that was so, tricky because there was, was two names with T, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know. And Timothy worked as well with Paul oh, very so, close. so much. Yeah, very closely. Tricky so. question. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Robin, uh, you uh, came to know the Lord when you were uh, just out of high school. Five, really. Yeah, five. And then you came to know the Lord, really, when you were just out of high school. You married Eugene and all of that. We'll get back to that. But somebody asked me the question and I I don't know what I have no idea what she's going to say. I'm going to ask this question. I have no idea what she's going to say. You know, when people because we grew up together, you know, when people say, when you think of your sister, when you think of your brother, what do you think of? So I'm going to ask my sister, Robin, when you think of your brother, what do you think of? Oh, boy. 
there's a flood of memories that come back. Mostly, I think of all the adventures we had during the summer times, I think. Um, and like all kinds, like when we were at on the schoolyard having a water balloon fight and you and our neighbor down the street tossed a water balloon at you and you turned to duck and you hit your mouth on a brick wall and you came up and you went and smiled and half your chip was your tooth was gone and I was like and you're like what happened <laughs> actually that's you that's, need to go home <laughs> that's what happened actually she told me to go home because I was like Something's wrong. I felt it. Something's wrong. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Uh, we did have a good time in the summer, and we spent a lot of time outdoors. Uh, mm -hmm. Dad moved a lot, and so we, we went across the country one time. And uh, I, I remember when we lived in California, uh, that was when I broke my tooth as well. But when we lived in California, we had some neighbors down the road, and we stayed with them. But that, those were interesting times in California, Robin. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, we, we don't have time to go into the story about how you and your, your, how your best friend Tim decided to roll a bowling ball down a <laughs> steep hill where there were houses at the end of the hill. Needless to say, it wasn't a good idea. Things got crazy and the bowling ball ended up crashing through a garage door. But, okay, but let's just be honest about this. <laughs> Uh, no, never mind. Let's not Let me honest. just say, not a lot has changed, Robin. <laughs> now, was that a five-pin ball or a ten-pin ball? Uh, ten-pin. Oh, ten -pin yeah, ball. That was a big one. That's going to be cause some damage. These were sure. hills in San Francisco, and you, yep. you know, you saw the hill, and it's what you did. I mean, it's well, you didn't have to do it, but we kind of had to do it. So now, um, many of the viewers will be wondering: um, Is Robin your baby sister or your older sister? Robin is my older sister, and she's a great older sister. So if I said to you, what, what would you say about your sister? I would say that uh, I feel I mean, there's a lot of funny things, like she said, and she probably wouldn't remember this, but I was into radio, ham radio and everything else, and I had my radio fixed up, and I put a brand-new mic on it, and I keyed that thing up, and she had these speakers in her room, <laughs> and I just blew through those speakers I remember that because she was upset, but I thought it was funny. Do you remember that, Robin? Yes, they were brand new. <laughs> brand new speakers. Boom, gone. <laughs> JBL speakers uh, decided to, to to toast. But that, that, that was fun. It really was, and we had a good time. I, I think that – sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to – to kind of bring it into what we still continue to do as a family – um, your parents really instilled in you a love for God and a love for his word. And um, is there anything that either one of you want to touch on with that? There's a lot of our viewers who remember your father, Robin and Rod. And uh, a lot of them remember you, Robin, from the very early days of Life Lessons when, when it was called that. And we'll get into that on the next few days as well. But do you either of you want to comment on um, on your dad and your and your family at that time and the importance mm -hmm. that God and his word was? Robin? Yeah. yeah, I will. Uh, when I was about when I could read, when I first could read, dad came to me. I was probably in first grade and said, if you memorize Psalm 23, I will give you five dollars. Well, I took that challenge on and it took me a while because he gave me the King James Version. And so it took me a while and I memorized Psalm 23 and that instilled in me a habit of daily reading that dad encouraged me to read daily from that young age. 
And I started at six and never stopped. Even when I kind of was not serving God wholeheartedly, I, it was such a habit engraved in me that I would read a chapter before I go to bed. I just couldn't sleep unless I had. And I believe that that kept me until the time that I wholeheartedly de dedicated my life to him. And so I definitely credit my dad with helping me fall in love with God's word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really true. And, and it's funny because the Psalm 23 was... Uh, the first three words, Robin, that I learned was the Lord is uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I, I remember feeling uh, because you could read and I couldn't. I was young and uh, I said, Dad, I want to read. And so dad took me into Grandma Hembry's. We were at Grandma Hembry's house and we went to Grandma Hembry's kitchen. It was nighttime. And he said he opened up the Bible and he said, this is the the. And I said, the, he said, T-H-E, the, the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, the Lord, L-O-R-D. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in the green pastures. He leads me, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> he leads me beside the still waters. See, you know, it's, it, it, it really is. Dad really put in Robin and put in me the love of God's word and, uh, you know, it's, I miss him. It's 12 years, uh, but I miss him. And I think Robin is is good. And I, I don't know, Robin, if you ever, uh, where, where your study went from there, when did you start studying the Bible? Hmm. Wow, I can't remember. I mean, it just kind of was a journey. I don't remember any specific time. And, and that's uh, exactly what I wanted to say. It's <laughs> It's a journey. Yeah, it's not, it's not something that you, you know, you you do that I'm going to study the Bible. It's just right. a journey. It's, it's just something you do. The, the word is living. It's different than anything else. Um, and so I think it's it's really is a relationship, just kind of like our relationship with Christ. You you form a viable living relationship with the word as you continue to read it. Yeah, it's true. And on the next program, we're out of time. But on the next program, we want to talk about. Uh, when she, when they came together and they begin to work and begin to do things, it's going to be very exciting. She was on the program. And uh, I remember that with Treasure Cove and all the rest of that. That was so fun. Anyway, we'll talk about it next time. In the meantime, let's get ready to pray because reading the Bible in prayer is what this program is all about. to say to you that uh, as we've been praying, you can join us for the prayer meeting Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 3.30 to 4.30 Eastern Time in the United States of America. Look us up in the world, wherever you are in the world, and you can join us. We're live and we'll pray for you. You can chat with us in the whole thing. But we need to pray. And today we pray, Lord, as I follow you, I ask your Holy Spirit to help me read the Word of God. 
Help me to understand it. Show me your ways and your paths.